BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. All right, so this episode, we are going to be talking about men's mental health and why it matters. So if you're a man, I want you to listen up. If you're a woman who has a man in your life, you're going to want to listen up because I have a very special guest with me today. We're going to talk specifically about men's mental health and why it matters. Coming right up. Welcome back to the Mental Health Today show. My name is John Cordray, and I am a licensed therapist and the host of this show, and I am very, very happy that you're here, especially if you are a man or if you are a woman who has a man in your life. We're going to talk about men's mental health, and I think personally this is something that needs to be talked about more. We're going to be talking to a specialist who sees men all the time, and that's really what her focus is right now. And in a minute, I'm going to bring on Dr. Herrera, and she is a bilingual therapist and a licensed psychologist in San Jose, California. She is an associate director at a large psychology clinic in the Bay Area and the owner of Herrera Psychological Services, and it's a private practice in San Jose. She has over 15 years of experience in treating children, families, and adults, as well as clinical training of future psychologists. Ooh, I like that. And she has recently been focusing her practice on men's mental health. Dr. Herrera, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, John. Oh, you're welcome. And I am so excited about talking about this topic. I can't believe that I haven't really talked about this topic yet in this show. So I'm thrilled to talk about this because I know this is an issue. This is a major issue. A lot of men, especially men, and I can pick on men because I am one. A lot of times we as men can say to ourselves, I don't need the help. I'm fine. I can get through this, right? The man's motto in a lot of times it's the man's ego that gets in the way and we don't want to accept help. So have you found that in your practice? Oh my gosh, all the time all the time. And you know what? As a woman, I can probably say that I might be guilty of kind of upholding that belief, you know, with the men in my life. Maybe do I ask them about their mental health? Do I ask them how they're doing? I'd like to think that I do, but probably not as much as I do 
the women in my life, my friends, my colleagues, it's more acceptable to talk about. So we're guilty too as women. Yeah, no, you bring that up a very, very good point. And it seems to be in our society anyway, there's even more of a stigma when it comes to men's mental health. But I think you're you're exactly right. I think women tend to talk about their emotions more than men. And that can be an issue because men tend to sweep things under the rug and not deal with it until it's too late. And I'm sure you have, have experienced that in your practice. So have you had men come to you on their own in your practice for their mental health? Or has a woman in their life urged them? What do you see more in your practice? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have a few stragglers, you know, a few men who maybe have more of an open attitude about it. And so they're self-referred. But just kind of thinking off the top of my head right now, currently and in the past, more often than not, it's very often the case. They are pushed by a boss who's usually a woman uh, or some spouse or a partner in their life. And it's usually a woman. So right now I'm thinking about one particular person and, and his wife said, you better go, you better go. And he's not anti-therapy, but he wouldn't have gone on his own. There's no way. And so I think there is this kind of closed off attitude from men. And, and I don't think that it's their fault necessarily. I think a lot of the messages are, you've got to be tough and it's not okay to talk about these things or what's mental health. You know, why is that even important? You know, maybe if, if I have a heart problem or if I've got headaches, oh yeah, maybe I'll check that out. But if I've got problems with my feelings or my mood, I'm not really going to talk about it so much. Yeah. And you're exactly right. I had a private practice as well. And same, the men who came to me voluntarily, they would sheepishly say, well, I'm, I'm struggling with this, but not many people know. I don't really talk about it. I've even had men come in to see me and said that they'd never even told their wife that they were struggling. They were keeping it a secret because they were ashamed. And that's why I think this topic is so important because I think there is a lot of shame that comes with mental health in general. But when it comes to men's mental health, there is a lot of shame and a lot of stigma. And you you said it very well that I think as men, we are trained from very early on that we need to be tough. And we tend to translate that as we need to be tough and then not really deal with our own emotions. And so what would be something that you have seen in your practice with working with men? What are some of the common issues that you see? Yeah. So, you know, first to kind of speak to your point about men being kind of ashamed of being trained to, to be tough. There's a guy I'm working with right now who um, he likes to think of himself as somewhat evolved, like he doesn't believe in that kind of those kind of archaic beliefs. And yet he says, you know, part of me thinks that I need to be tough, even though I think that's stupid, but I'm still feeling a lot of embarrassment and shame just talking to you. So that is a struggle, too, that kind of complicates the other things that often bring men in to see me. So it makes it a lot harder, at least with women. I mean, not that there isn't shame, but at least there isn't that kind of overarching concern of, I should be able to handle this. I've got to be tough. So when you've got this added layer of maybe I'm depressed, maybe I'm anxious, maybe whatever, 
and then I'm feeling ashamed even being here. It really complicates things and progress can be a little bit slower because we have to get through all that sort of weed, all those weeds just to sort of pull out before we can get to the, to the real meat of the problem. But I think right now what I'm seeing a lot, I tend to work with a lot of tech and engineering STEM type of fields because of where I live in the Silicon Valley. And that is just such an overload of stress. So I see men with a lot of stress and burnout with physical problems, maybe health problems along the way. And it's probably a mental health component that's worsening it, depression. And lately what I've seen an uptick of is marital problems. So men just having a lot, a lot of problems with their wives and not knowing how to deal with it. Mm. Yeah. And that can bring not knowing how to deal with it for men. I can speak for men. We tend to want to know how to fix things. A lot of times we're fixers and we want to solve the problem. And when it's an issue with our spouse, for instance, like you mentioned, and whether the spouse our spouse is depressed or anxious or maybe has some other mental illness. We can't really fix that. And we don't know how to manage our own emotions. It could come out in a wrong way. We might desire to help, but it could come out as very unhelpful. And we might say things we don't mean to say or do things that we don't mean to do. And that just, like you said, perpetuates the problem. So absolutely. So what would you say to men right now who are listening to this, or maybe it's a, a woman who has a man in their life or a son, and they're really wanting to have their man, the man in their life, go to counseling. What would you say to them to encourage them? We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week, we talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster and put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please follow the link in the show notes. Oh, that's a good one. I think the first important thing is to recognize that men have mental health concerns as well. So in order for women to talk about it with whoever man it is in their lives, they have to first recognize that this is an issue. So if you don't know if this is an issue or not, I would say, look at things that you might not consider as a mental health problem. The way we experience and process we being a woman is going to be very different. If I'm depressed, I'm going to be more likely to say that I'm depressed. I might say I'm sad. I might say I'm feeling down or, or low or something like that. It's not that men can't say it. It's just frequently what I have seen is that men are less likely to say it, or they might display it in ways that makes it harder to detect. And so that also can make it really difficult. So first, women, you've got to identify that the guy in your life might be struggling. 
If you see anger and irritability, which is tough because how do you talk to somebody who's angry all the time? It can be pretty scary. So if somebody's angry or irritable, or if they're maybe drinking more, smoking more, or picking up habits that they wouldn't typically do, or doing more of gambling, for example, that's red flag zone right there. That is an area that could signify that there's something going on. If both of you have shared something significant together, like, you know, heaven forbid, a loss of somebody in your life or something very stressful. If you're struggling, guess what? He is too. Ask him about it. How are you feeling? This is how I'm feeling. Don't expect an answer right away. But I think by giving an invitation, by expressing how you're feeling, it can welcome the guy a little bit like this is okay. Hey, I'm noticing you look a little bit more stressed. How are you feeling right now? So it's going to take probably several run-throughs of that before you can venture to the conversation of, hey, I think it's time for you to see a therapist. So I wouldn't rush to that. And I know I'm talking a lot, so I want to hear your point, John. But one thing I want to mention too is a lot of the guys who come in to see me say that their wives made them come in kind of over a threat. (laughs) Like, you better go. That is the worst way to get somebody to go to therapy. And women, I know, I know you're feeling really desperate. I know you're feeling like something's got to change. I totally get that. But if somebody ever threatened you with something and made you do something, I don't know how much of a willing participant you'd be. So as much as possible, try not to give kind of ultimatums or threats. Just don't do that. (laughs) Not good. I love that you said that because I think a lot of times women that's kind of their last resort. Maybe there's a woman that's listening to this and they've been trying to get their husband to go to the counseling over and over and over for years. And maybe the husband said, yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, I need to do that, but never really pursued it. And she might be getting really frustrated and at her wits end. And and she might be tempted to say, you need to do this or else. And you're exactly right. For a guy to have that ultimatum, that's kind of fighting words. And they'll they'll either run away or, or they'll fight back. And that just perpetuates the problem. And like you said, it can make it a lot worse. So I always encourage women, when you have a man in your life that you're wanting to go to counseling, try to come about if I messages instead of you when you first start the conversation, meaning... I would feel so loved and cared for if you went to therapy. So I before you, instead of starting the conversation, you need to go to a therapist. I would feel better. It would mean a lot to me if you went. So a different way of saying it, but you're saying the same thing. Yeah. And and that's such a good point because as you said, you know, men, I think are are sort of socialized to be tough and maybe even taught to be caretakers. I think a lot of men are just natural caretakers. They want to fix things. Like you said, they're problem solvers. And so by tapping into that I message, you're really kind of going after a lot of men's natural desire to want to make women happy, to want to fix something. And if going to therapy is something that would make the woman that they love happy, that is much less threatening than you need to go because X, Y, and Z. And if you don't go, then this is going to happen. Now, again, it doesn't mean that all men are going to respond to that, but 
it can certainly be a window by using that I message of I would feel this way. I would feel really loved. I would feel really happy. I would feel so much better if I knew that you were getting the help that I think you might need. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you can only do so much to encourage the man in your life to go to counseling. You can't keep doing it, can't keep nagging, even though you desperately may want him to go. So I want to switch gears just a little bit now, because I asked you, what would you say to a woman, encourage a woman in this? What about a man? What would you say to a man who's listening to this? And maybe, maybe his wife did say, or has been saying, you should go see a therapist. And his mind, maybe he's just listening to the show and that's good enough. But he really does need to go to a therapist and uh, maybe he's been putting it off. What would you say to that man? Yes, I would say, hey, you know what? Therapists don't bite. Forget about what you've seen on TV and movies. It's probably 99.9% fake. At least when you come to see me, I'm not going to have you lying on a couch. I'm not going to be asking you weird questions. You know, we're going to have a conversation and you don't have to see me. You don't have to see a woman. Maybe you would feel more comfortable talking with another man who maybe understands what it's like to be a guy in society and, and struggling. That's okay too. So figure out what would make you the most comfortable and try and look for that. Is it somebody closer to your age? Is it somebody who you think is like a, a father figure and maybe, you know, make you feel like you're talking to your dad who you've got a good relationship with? Great. There's therapists that come in a lot of different forms and you can find your right fit. But, you know, there's nothing stronger than a man who's willing to say, maybe I shouldn't handle all this on my own. That is so desirable. And I can guarantee you that most women feel the same way. There's nothing wrong with seeking help that you already do so much. And maybe we want to help out a little bit and lift some of that weight off your shoulders. So you don't have to do it all on your own. Oh, I love that. What a great encouragement. You know, a lot of times it's it's a matter of just recognizing and normalizing that men have mental health issues. And it may not be major issues. It could be. It could be a major issue, major mental illness, but it could be anger, for instance. And and maybe the man gets angry very, very quickly. And there's a lot of shame a lot of times that come from that and that's fueled from the anger. And I really liked how you phrased it that, you know, there is no condemnation. There's no shame. You can find a therapist that you can relate to and you can try out therapists because not every therapist is a perfect match. So I think you bring up a lot of good points there for men. Because it's easy for men to come up with an excuse of why they don't go to therapy. It's too expensive. It's too long. I can't get in. It's too far away. So we, we tend to come up with so many reasons why we don't go. And we don't admit it that, you know what, in order to get better, to feel better, we've got to make some, some effort and take some effort to do this. So... Tell me a little bit more of what would you say is a reoccurring issue with the men that you are seeing? I think right now what I'm seeing a lot of is stress, which is so broad, but 
you know, we're still in a pandemic. So, you know, some companies are kind of sort of going back into the office, sort of not staying home. I work with a lot of men right now who are doing both. And so they, they tend to be very focused, very driven, and maybe the women in their lives are also working from home. And so there can be kind of this mixed message of, well, you're home, but you're not really here. Well, no, because I'm focused on work and I can't really be your husband right now, which can lead to marital conflict. But I see a lot of stress from finances, stress from relationships, from work. And I see it usually take form in a lot of physical ways. A lot of the men I work with aren't the healthiest, sadly. They might have some bad habits like smoking or drinking, or they're so stressed and tired and burnt out that they're not exercising. So they have no outlets, but then their body's also responding. So they've got high cholesterol and maybe they're frustrated with their weight. Well, you're sitting around and and not exercising as much. So that's also a problem. So stress is a really broad, broad topic, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't see that in almost all of the men who I work with these days. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Stress is a big one. So let's let's stay on that for a moment on stress. So I can just see men who are nodding their head and say, yep, yep, yep. That's me. I'm, I'm really stressed. I'm stressed to the max. What are some tips that you could offer to help with the stress? Yeah. So first, you've got to examine your life. What are you doing? And it's unbelievable, John, that the men who I work with who forget to eat. I can't understand that because I'm a foodie. So I I really don't understand that one. Like I try and empathize, but that one, I just can't seem to wrap my head around. So sometimes these tips are just regular old lifestyle things. If you're not eating, start, (laughs) get up, take a lunch break, get up and stretch, blink. So sometimes these quality of life issues need some tweaks and I remember just working with a guy not too long ago and it was so uncomplicated. And I don't want to minimize how hard it can be for a lot of men, but with this particular guy in general, just reminding him to get up every hour or so, stretch, go to the bathroom, get some water, eat. That right there was really helpful because at least his body felt better. At least then he was viewing his life and his body as something worthy of being taken care of because it was this mindset of, I got to just go, 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 Well, you're beating your body up. So start looking at your body as something that needs to be taken care of. Go to the doctor. When's the last time you went? Get a checkup. So I think it can start right there, but you know, just finding some sort of outlet, it really is pretty remarkable how isolated and lonely some men can be. They're not out in the world. They're not interacting, which is just going to beat up your mental health. So find some sort of outlet, whether it's being outside, whether it's exercising, whether it's volunteering, maybe it's something a little low key. Maybe you like to read and you haven't read a good book in a long time. Maybe you haven't met up with a friend in a while. I've got a guy who recently started playing basketball with a group of guys, and he does it just once a week, but that's something he looks forward to, and it helps him out tremendously. Great tips. Yeah. And it all starts with doing things small. They don't have to be great big things. They could be little things, changes in your life. And that is so key. And and then you can start with another small thing. So little by little, 
you could actually make a big difference in your life. And it's so easy, like you mentioned, it is very, very easy, especially for men, I think, to neglect ourselves. We might be really good at caring and helping other people, but we are so often we neglect our own health. Like you said, maybe we don't eat enough or maybe we eat too much. Maybe we smoke. Maybe we drink too much. And we don't really take time to be thinking about ourselves and our body. You know, just think about being healthy and drinking plenty of water. That's one thing you can do. Maybe you go to bed earlier and so you can get more sleep. That's another thing you can do. So adding these things incrementally is going to help you tremendously with your mental health. So Dr. Herrera, I want to ask you, why does it matter? Why does men's mental health really matter anyway? It matters just as much as my mental health matters. And so I think that's something that we have to do better at is saying men's mental health is important. It exists. If we don't have healthy functioning men in our lives, people suffer in general. Kids suffer. Women suffer industries suffer. Men are half of the population. We cannot have them break down. It matters. Men are more likely to kill themselves. Women attempt more, but men actually go through with it, which is very, very scary. It means they are intent on doing it. And so it's a real scary health issue that needs to be taken seriously because there's so many consequences. If it goes untreated, we already know that somebody with poor mental health is probably likely to have very poor physical health. So there's more likelihood that they're going to be chronically ill, going to the hospital, going to the doctor. Health outcomes are worse for men, and that's mental health. There is a direct link between somebody's mental health and their physical health. So it absolutely is important. I don't understand why it isn't in, in everyone's eyes. I know that, you know, the men who I have in my life, I care about them. I want them to be around. And so I'm going to take it seriously. If there's something that I can do, I'm going to do it. And so I know I can speak with a little bit of passion, but it's because I have it. I get really, really scared sometimes when I think about just the ways in which the world is going and what it's doing to men in particular. And it's not to kind of devalue what it's like for women, but we're talking about men right now. And it can be really scary to think about what direction we're going in, in the world and, and how it's affecting men. I completely agree. And we do need to take it serious. And men, if you're listening to this, I want you to take your mental health serious. It doesn't mean that you're less of a person or less of a man if you struggle with anxiety or depression. It doesn't mean that you're less of a person. Your identity has nothing to do with your mental health. And most of the time, our mental health are things that happen to us. And that's not your fault. But you can do something about it. And so it really does rest on your shoulders to do something about it. Nobody is going to be able to make you. No one can take it away from you. You have to be the one that decides, yes, I need to go and I'm going to go. In fact, I'm going to make an appointment right now. So take action. Don't put it off. 
I want you to be thinking about your own life and what it is that you need to work on. And like I said before, it doesn't matter if it's a big thing or a little thing. Go. And like you said, Dr. Rubber, you mentioned about if you need to go to the doctor, go to the doctor. If you need to go to the dentist, you go to the dentist. If you need to go to a therapist, you should go to a therapist. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your passion that you have for men's mental health and for all the things that, that you do in your practice. Thank you for coming on the show and just sharing your expertise. But before I let you go, one of the things I ask all of my guests is about self-care. And it's something I talk a lot about is self-care. And I would love to know what kind of self-care do you do? <laughs> I love that question. Well, I have two dogs who I escorted out of my office because I was not sure how they would behave while I'm doing this recording. And they are just an endless source of joy for me. So sitting on the couch, petting them, playing with them, taking them places. My husband and I are frequent outside diners so that we can take them with us. You know, most of what I do to take care of myself usually involves my dogs. I also have marathon phone conversations with my twin sister every single morning over coffee. And that's a really great way to start my day. I love that. Oh, so what's a marathon phone conversation? How long are we talking about? Oh my gosh. Well, if we're not rushing to a meeting, then it can be an hour. I'd say on average, probably 45 minutes, but we're living farther apart these days. So our conversations are getting much, much longer. <laughs> yes. So that you have to be intentional with that. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what men need to be. They need to be intentional with their mental health. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Take it seriously. Do something about it. Absolutely. Well, thank you again so much for coming on, on uh, the show. And I appreciate you. And, and I, I appreciate all of you who are listening and men. I'm not trying to beat you up. This is not about beating you up at all. I'm a man. I get you. <laughs> it's about encouraging you to take action, take ownership, and be intentional with your mental health. And uh, women, if you're listening to this and you have a man that you're trying to get into therapy, keep trying. Don't give up. Just maybe change your tactic and keep trying. Don't, don't continue to bug and nag, but don't give up either. Well, thank you guys all for listening to the show. And as always, I appreciate you. And I want to encourage you to continue to work on your mental health. And don't forget the Mental Health Today show is championing your mental health since 2015. Take care. Bye-bye. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.